Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. You are listening to WETF, the Jazz Station in South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark. And thank you. Today we are going to be uh, focusing on a couple of albums that were released in the late 1950s by the Gene Krupa Big Band. And of course, Gene Krupa was the well-known drummer with the Benny Goodman Orchestra in the 1930s. He had a career that went back to the late 1920s in Chicago, where he grew up. He uh, was in on some of the early Eddie Condon and Red McKenzie sides. He was part of what was known as the Austin High School Gang, which was kind of the first generation of uh, white jazz musicians who were influenced by some of the great black New Orleans players who were active on the scene at the time. And Krupa cited his influences, people like Zooty Singleton and ba um, Baby Dodds, and later on in the 30s, Chick Webb and Sid Catlin and so forth. But he became quite an innovator in his own right. He's known as the father of the modern drum set. When you look at a set of drums and a jazz band or even a rock band today, you can see Gene Krupa's influence. So after he uh, attained quite a bit of success with Benny Goodman, which actually rankled Goodman a little bit and led to their uh, separation in 1938, uh, he founded his own big band, which had middling success in the late 30s until about 1940. And then he... Uh, introduced a couple of new players in the band. First of all, it was the singer Anita O'Day, and then the trumpeter, the great black trumpeter, Roy Eldridge, one of the early occasions of a, an African-American player being featured with a white band, and uh, all kinds of problems were inherent with that when they toured and so forth, but they had a very good musical partnership and uh, made quite a few great recordings. By the late 1940s, Krupa was looking at the bebop players a little bit more, and uh, he uh, employed some more bebop-y type of players, especially Jerry Mulligan, uh, the great baritone saxophone player, although at the time he wasn't really known as an instrumentalist, he was known as an arranger, and that was his main contribution to Gene Krupa's band, uh, his arrangements that were done with a lot of bebop and soon-to-be-called cool jazz influence. He had uh, arranged for Claude Thornhill and other bands as well, but uh, the arrangements he did in 1946 and 47 for Krupa really stand the test of time. And the first two tunes that we heard today were from that uh, bag, if you will. They were re-recorded, however, in 1958. Uh, Krupa was under contract to Verve Records. He did some excellent small group recordings, uh, septet and sextet, and also some drum battles with uh, Buddy Rich and so forth, but he uh, put a big band back together again for a couple of albums, one of which was called Gene Krupa Plays Jerry Mulligan Arrangements. And uh, we heard uh, two tunes that went back to the late 40s, Disc Jockey Jump, credited to Krupa and Mulligan, and the standard tune Sometimes I'm Happy by Vincent Humans. Of course, Krupa had been on the original Benny Goodman recording of that that featured Bunny Berrigan. These are very different arrangements that were much more modern in scope, and even 10 years after uh, Krupa played them first, they still were very fresh, as Mulligan mentioned in the notes. On Disc Jockey Jump, we heard... Uh, Irby Green on trombone. It's a little hard to tease out some of these soloists. I believe that was him, and on the other solos from this album, trombone solos, it will be uh, Kai Winding. Uh, I believe that's the case. We're also going to hear quite a lot of Phil Woods on alto sax. He was featured heavily on these records. Uh, I believe the tenor sax soloist on most of these was Eddie Wasserman, who was a good studio jazz player at the time, and most, if not all, of the trumpet solos are taken by Ernie Royal. Also in the band, and this is uh, from October of 1958, 
We're going to hear Marky Markowitz, Ernie Royal, Doc Severinsen, uh, Al Derisi, and Al Stewart on trumpet. So five trumpets in there. I'm not sure all of them played at all times. And Ernie Royal may have just done the solos. Not sure about that. In the trombone section, we have Kai Wending, Irby Green, Jimmy Cleveland, and Willie Dennis. Uh, someone on tuba, not sure who in this case, playing lead alto with Sam Marowitz with Phil Woods doing the alto solos, Frank Sokolo and Eddie Wasserman on tenors, Danny Bank on baritone, Hank Jones on piano, Barry Galbraith on guitar, Jimmy Gannon on bass, and of course Gene Krupa on drums with these arrangements by Jerry Mulligan. And the one on Sometimes I'm Happy is particularly interesting, very humorous in its way with some interesting baritone sax parts. So we're going to go now to the other album, which was called Gene Krupa, Drummer Man, simply. Uh, and these were recreations of some of his hits from the early 1940s that featured Roy Eldridge and Anita O'Day, and he brought them back in the studio to do those as well. We're going to start off with kind of the classic uh, tune from that band, Let Me Off Uptown. There's a video, a soundie of this performance as well. But this one, I think, uh, takes precedence over the video and on the original recording. We have some great Roy Eldridge trumpet as well as vocals by Anita O'Day and Roy Eldridge. Uh, many of these arrangements for this album were done by either Billy Byers or Quincy Jones. Uh, they were based on the original recordings but revoiced for the slightly larger band and so forth. These were done in April of 1956. And in this band, we're going to hear Joe Ferranti, Nick Travis, and Bernie Glow on trumpets, uh, along with Roy Eldridge doing the solos, J.J. Johnson and Kai Winding, Jimmy Cleveland and Fred Ohms on trombones, Sam Marowitz and Hal McCusick playing altos, uh, Aaron Sachs and Eddie Shue playing tenor, both of them will be featured, and Aaron Sachs will play a clarinet solo or two as well, Danny Bank again on baritone, Dave McKenna from... Uh, Boston, Massachusetts, that area, on piano. Barry Galbraith again on guitar. Um, Johnny Drew on bass and Krupa on drums, with Anita O'Day singing some as well. Following Let Me Off Uptown, we're going to do uh, the classic version of Rockin' Chair that Eldridge featured for the rest of his life, sort of based on the Louis Armstrong version, but he took it in a very different direction, very dramatic playing there. Then, we're going to do uh, an earlier tune, Wirebrush Stomp, here rearranged by Quincy Jones and featuring Krupa himself as well as Aaron Sachs on tenor sax. Then, a, turn, a tune called Slow Down by Red Evans, which will feature some Anita O'Day on vocals as well as some more fine uh, Roy Eldridge on trumpet as well. That was rearranged, or arranged, I should say, by Billy Byers. Then we're going to finish up with the flashy, classic version of After You've Gone, which on the original record was on the flip side of uh, Rock and Chair. And this will feature Eldridge doing his uh, bravura best on trumpet and also some very fine Aaron Sachs on clarinet. We featured Aaron Sachs on a, a program about the bebop clarinets. And this is him in his studio guys a bit later. So those are our tunes for this set. Uh, Let Me Off Uptown, Rock and Chair, Wirebrush Stomp, Slow Down, and After You've Gone, all done by the Gene Krupa Orchestra from the album Drum and Man. Joe, my name is Roy. Well, look here, Roy, and let's get groovy. 
Say you've been uptown. No, I haven't been uptown, but I've been around. You mean to say you ain't been uptown? No, I haven't been uptown. What's uptown? It's pleasure you're about, and you feel like stepping out. All you got to shout is, let me off uptown. If it's a rhythm that you feel, then it's nothing to conceal. All you've got to spill is, let me off uptown. Top it if you want to pitch a ball, but you can't afford a hall. All you've got to call is let me off of time. Anita, oh Anita, say I feel something. What you feel, Roy? The heat? No, it ain't the heat. It must be that uptown rhythm, because I feel like blowing. Well, blow, Roy, blow.
traveling too fast I have warned you, yes, warned you Say how long can this last? You better slow down Before there's a showdown Or else our love is gonna break down If you don't slow down I've told you I don't want to scold you These arms of mine just want to hold you If you'd slow, slow down You see a pretty face Then you forget your place Here beside me While all I want to do is stay right close to you With your love to guide me I've spoken Our hearts will be broken I take an oath that I'm not joking If you'd slow, slow down If you'd slow, slow down
So that was the Gene Krupa Orchestra from 1956, uh, part of the album Drummer Man that came from uh, Verve Records and featuring the trumpet of Roy Eldridge all the way through, along with some vocals by Anita O'Day. We started out with Let Me Off Uptown, uh, Red Evans and Earl Bostick tune. Earl Bostick didn't play with Gene Krupa, but uh, composed a lot of these bluesy pieces. And that featured the two vocalists, Anita O'Day and Roy Eldridge, along with a great trumpet solo. Then more great trumpet at a slow tempo on Rockin' Chair, the Hoagie Carmichael tune. Then Wire Brush Stomp, which Krupa had recorded back, I think, about 1939-40 or so, composed by him and his guitar player at the time, Remo Biondi. And uh, that was rearranged by Quincy Jones, also featured an Aaron Sax uh, tenor sax solo, as well as an excellent and very controlled drum solo. Sometimes Krupa was not known for his uh, reticence or, or, or control as a, as a soloist, but he certainly was capable of doing that. And some of his um, more musical solos are really... Uh, uh, exceptional uh, creations. After that, we heard Slow Down, Red the Red Evans tune, uh, arranged or rearranged by Billy Byers, again featuring Anita O'Day on a nice, slow, bluesy vocal. She did those very, very well, and Roy Eldridge on trumpet. And we finished up with that flashy After You've Gone, Roy Eldridge on trumpet, and Aaron Sachs on clarinet, along with some good-natured banter at the beginning and some good ensemble play as well. So we're going to go on now uh, to some more of those Jerry Mulligan arrangements we started the program out with. We're going to hear uh, from these 1958 sessions, I should say, we're going to hear uh, the band that I mentioned earlier uh, doing three tunes, Birds of a Feather, which is a Jerry Mulligan tune, obviously in tribute to Charlie Parker, followed by Sugar, a tune from the 1920s by Maceo Pinkard, and this is an interesting tune because it was on the first recording date that Gene Krupa ever did, back in 1927 in Chicago with the Mackenzie and Condon Chicagoans. Uh, supposedly one of the first times that a full drum set had been recorded, most of the um, knowledge of the day was the drums couldn't be recorded very well, so they had to mute them and just use a very limited set, but Krupa used his full set on that. And this is a very different version, as you can imagine, of Sugar with a lot more bebop influences, featuring uh, Kai Winding on trombone and Eddie Wasserman on tenor sax. Then, the third of the Jerry Mulligan arrangements in this set is a Mulligan tune called The Way of All Flesh. And that'll feature some great Ernie Royal, as well as Eddie Wasserman and Phil Woods on alto sax. And shows Krupa was adaptable to the new styles of rhythm playing in the bebop era as well. Then we're going to go back to um, two other ones from uh, the Drummer Man album from 1956. As I said, the Mulligan stuff was 1958. We're going to hear Leave Us Leap, which was an Eddie Finkel tune. He was a trumpet player in the band uh, in the 40s. And that will feature quite a few soloists. Uh, Roy Eldridge on trumpet, Eddie Shue on tenor sax, the first tenor sax solo, Jimmy Cleveland on trombone, Dave McKenna on piano, and Aaron Sachs on the second tenor sax solo, another Billy Byers rearrangement. Then we're going to finish up with a slow bluesy tune called Fish Fry, which is credited to Gene Krupa, but which actually was uh, another uh, tune, a very bluesy tune called Fish Market, which I think was credited to the trombonist Sandy Williams, who had played with uh, the, uh, the um, Chick Webb Band and was playing with the Roy Eldridge Big Band in the mid-40s as well. But this is a big bluesy feature for Roy Eldridge and was an arrangement by Manny Albom, who was doing a lot of studio jazz uh, arrangements at the time. So that's our set of the Gene Krupa Orchestra from 1956 and 1958 for Verve Records. Uh, Birds of a Feather, Sugar, The Way of All Flesh, Leave Us Leap, and Fish Fry. 
Some great trumpet playing there by Roy Eldridge. Of course, he was uh, uh, a trendsetter, a style maker back to the middle 1930s. He was playing with Fletcher Henderson's band and uh, uh, Willie Bryant's and then his own band after that, and then joining Krupa and even being with Artie Shaw for a while, I think, too. Um, by the 1950s, the middle 1950s, his career had kind of plateaued a bit, as many of the swing players were, were not employed in the big bands anymore. But he was about to take off on another 10 or 15 year run as a, a, a first ranked jazz soloist, touring with the Jazz at the Philharmonic and in a, a group with his friend Coleman Hawkins as well. But clearly, his playing had not lost any of its fire uh, in the interim. So we finished up with. Fish Fry, that tune that had previously been called Fish Market. Uh, very interesting blues tune that featured Eldridge all the way through. Again, that was a Manny Albom arrangement. And before that, we heard uh, Leave Us Leap, the uh, tune by Eddie Finkel and arranged by Billy Byers. It featured a lot of the members of the Gene Krupa band at the time. Jimmy Cleveland on trombone with Eldridge. Uh, Eddie Shue on the first tenor solo. Aaron Sachs on the second one. Dave McKenna on piano. And uh, these were all studio musicians, of course. Krupa didn't have a regularly touring band. Uh, although he did lead the Benny Goodman band uh, for a while when Goodman had to bow out because of illness uh, on tour. But again, those were short tours, not long-term things. We started out with three Jerry Mulligan arrangements done uh, for the band in the late 1940s, 46-47, and then re-recorded in 1958. We had uh, Birds of a Feather, that Charlie Parker-influenced tune that featured Phil Woods on alto, uh, quoting the Charlie Parker tune Moose the Mooch in his, uh, one of his solos in there. Then we went over to Sugar, an interesting arrangement of the tune that, as I mentioned, was one of the first ones that Krupa recorded back in 1927, 31 years before this recording was made. And uh, that featured uh, Eddie Wasserman on tenor sax and Kai Winding on trombone. And then the third of that trio was The Way of All Flesh, an Eddie uh, or a Jerry Mulligan original, as was Birds of a Feather. And that featured a good Ernie Royal trumpet solo. At least I believe he was the soloist all the way through here. He did some really remarkable work. And Eddie Wasserman on tenor, and again, Phil Woods on alto. And if you like the style of Phil Woods playing, I think he was one of the most dramatic uh, and, and forthright soloists of the day uh, on alto sax, on any uh, instrument for that matter. I did a uh, podcast of Phil Woods with the big bands that had at least one or two of these group of things that we didn't play today, as well as Quincy Jones, Dizzy Gillespie, and others as well. So take a look at that podcast. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. You've been listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. We're going to finish up with two more of the Jerry Mulligan arrangements for the Krupp Band, re-recorded in 1958. Uh, kind of an old-fashioned waltz that was given a swing treatment, although this is more of a ballad the way Mulligan did it. It's called If You Were the Only Girl in the World and I Was the Only Boy, and that features Ernie Royal and Phil Woods. And then we'll end up with a kind of a bebop anthem, How High the Moon, which of course has to quote ornithology in there, featuring again uh, Ernie Royal and Phil Woods. So thank you very much, and tune in again next week.